In the name of Jesus, amen. Today is Wednesday, December 7th. It is St. Ambrose Day. Ambrose is not to be confused with ambrosia, that sticky, sweet marshmallow salad that is found at most Lutheran potlucks. This is Ambrose's Day. I'm sure you've all had it marked on your calendar with the note reminding you that December 7th is also Pearl Harbor Day, or maybe it's your spouse's birthday or somebody else's birthday, or maybe today was a day that you had a dental appointment. I can't say that I've ever pulled out my red pen and made a note to myself that today is St. Ambrose Day or that it's coming up in our calendar. I've heard of Ambrose. We read some of his works at the seminary, but I never had a sleepless night wondering if I missed his day. However, despite my lack of reverence for this day, it is good for anyone, especially a pastor worth their salt, to talk about December 7th as St. Ambrose's day. Ambrose was quite a guy. I really wish I could have met him. I'd like to have known him because I think we would have gotten along fine. He was short. He was imperfect. He was a sinful human being. Yet he had a big character and he was always pointing to a bigger and better God. He lived during the 4th century and he died in the year 397 during the waning days of the Roman Empire. When Ambrose was 33 years old, he was named the governor of a Roman province and the headquarters were found in Milan, which is present-day Italy. While serving as a governor, Ambrose was known for skillfully settling disputes that happened amongst Christians. This won him accolades and favor with all sides of people, and in the end, they wanted to make him not just a governor, but a leader in the church, a bishop. There's only one problem. Ambrose wasn't a Christian. Ambrose wasn't even baptized. That little inconvenience, though, didn't stop the church. They knew what they had with Ambrose. And so on this day, December 3rd, in the year 373, I want you to think about this. On this date in 373, Ambrose was baptized, he was ordained as a priest, and consecrated as a bishop, all on the same day. It's quite an under overwhelming task. But Ambrose took this call very seriously, preaching with great power and conviction and leading many to faith. In fact, there is a well-known early church father that some of you probably have read, and you probably know about him more so than Ambrose. His name is St. Augustine. Ambrose baptized Augustine. He led Augustine into the church at large. And so we give thanks to Ambrose for tonight, even in the season of Advent, because in a day and age when we laud and glorify all sorts of shady and disreputable characters, idolizing and fawning over our sports stars, our movie stars, our singers, our politicians who think higher of themselves, Ambrose is like a ray of sunshine even on a foggy day like today. Ambrose stands for us as a breath of fresh air. 
He had every opportunity as a governor of a Roman province to live like a well-endowed politician. He even had the power as a bishop to have people doing everything at his beck and call in the church. But Ambrose did not live this way. He lived as an ordinary member of the congregation, never living with a special privilege above everybody else. And the people loved him because of this. They knew that he was one of them. They knew that Ambrose never needed to step down from his pedestal because he never got up on it in the first place. And what it makes Ambrose even more likable, why I like him even more, is because he would talk to those who were in power, who were in political authority, and he would hold them to accountability. He spoke out for people who were poor. He spoke out for justice and righteousness. He spoke about the holy, God-fearing kind of righteousness that casts down the mighty from their thrones and lifts up the lowly, the kind of justice that seeks to feed the hungry and clothe the naked. The more I've read about Ambrose, the more I wondered why he doesn't get more publicity, honestly. If he were alive today, somebody would talk about the great charitable works he would have done, whether it be in his political realm or even the church. But today he just gets an italicized block on my clergy calendar. But I think it's great that we've noticed him tonight. I think we can take a look at Ambrose and see how Jesus works through a saint like Ambrose. Not that we pray to Ambrose, not that Ambrose is anybody more special than you and I, but this is somebody that we can emulate, somebody that we can pattern ourselves after. And yes, remember, also that our faith would be strengthened and we see the grace that Ambrose received is now in our midst today. Ambrose left a lasting legacy. He wrote many hymns, preached countless sermons, encouraged people to be more devoted, and is even known today as the patron saint of everybody from beekeepers to the bakers of honey bread, the beggars, even to the entire French army, all because of his power and authority and the sweetness of his eloquent speech. But we don't talk about Ambrose in terms of being our patron saint with these things. We talk about Ambrose and his work in and through the church. But even then, Ambrose would use his open-minded flexibility that he used in his governing to give us now even the opportunity to be open-minded and to speak to one another in kindliness and compassion. And by the way, that whole term derives itself from Ambrose that you've used before. When in Rome do as the Romans. That's what they would say because of how Ambrose was. So it's fitting that in the midst of Advent, we commemorate St. Ambrose. Besides being a godly leader of the church, as I mentioned a few moments ago, he wrote many, many hymns. In fact, he's known as the father of the church's song. Many of his compositions are still sung today whether it be the Te Deum that we sing in Matins on a Sunday morning or the hymn that you just sang. He wrote, Savior of the Nations, come. Think about that. 
you are singing something from the mid-370s, something that was written by somebody over 1,800 years ago, all being sung now in this contemporary, technological, complex 21st century, we are still going back to those who came before us and singing what they have penned for us. Because Ambrose in that hymn calls us back to the saltiness and the light of Christ. He tells us to be this before the world. And he also tells us how God would prepare us to be this. In all of the hymn that you sang just before this sermon tonight, we heard now marvel heaven, wonder earth. That's the only time that he talks to us here on earth through this hymn. But he tells us a very powerful and important thing. Marvel heaven, wonder earth, that the Lord chose such a birth. That's the birth of Jesus. A birth just like yours, just like mine. Jesus needing oxygen, needing food and drink, needing his mother and father just like you and me. Every other word of Savior of the Nations come talks about the history of God coming to earth to be our Savior, the Savior of all people. He is equal with the Father, with the Father as his source, who by the Spirit takes up the virgin's flesh in order to give the victory over sin, death, and the devil. And just like Ambrose, Jesus came not to be served, even though he's King of kings and Lord of lords, he comes rather to serve you and me by humbling himself, suffering on the cross, suffering in our midst, suffering hell in our place, and then rising back up from the grave to his throne and his crown. Through people like Ambrose, even today, the incarnation, Jesus becoming God, Jesus being, man, being God and man, shines forth in the darkness of these gloomy days. And the darkness dissipates. Jesus is the light of the world, the light that the darkness cannot overcome. And the saltiness of faith is now born anew each and every time we hear and sing of this faith. That's important, especially with Ambrose. Because just like Ambrose, we today, in the midst of these things, sing. For us as the church, we don't come up with our own witty songs, but rather like Ambrose, we find ourselves taking our hymnody and our music, drawing it out from the scriptures in order to speak back to God and sing back to God what he has already spoken to us as our Savior. So there you have it with Ambrose. He would die on April 4th, 397, which also happened to be Good Friday. Here you see God take an unsuspecting man at the age of 33 who was not a Christian, who in one fell swoop on one day was baptized, ordained, and consecrated as a bishop. Here God uses the least likely of people, a Roman governor, to spread the gospel of Christ. You sang a Roman governor's hymn tonight. But don't be terribly surprised because this is how God works. He takes people, unsuspecting, unprepared, unholy, 
And with those waters right there in his triune name, he places them into the kingdom of God, just like you. And he places all of us into the priesthood of all believers. You are now the light of Christ. You are now the salt of Christ, going out to shine his light and to season the lives of people around you with his love and mercy, pointing people back to the gospel that is given to them even in these gray and latter days, pointing people to Jesus just like Ambrose did in the same context, with the same word, with the same sacraments, even with the same hymns upon our lips, so that above all else we may continue to sing and know that the Savior of the nations has come, not just for Ambrose, but for you as well. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen.